You are now tuned in to No One Watches Regular News, hosted by me, Kerry Bogar, and this is episode 106. Now to an Eyewitness News exclusive. They say they are living in fear, terrorized by a group of kids that comes to their building in the Bronx night after night. And these senior citizens say it's gotten so bad... They're afraid to come out after dark. Eyewitness News reporter Lucy Yang has the story from the Morrisania section. Look at my eyes. I have not slept. 67-year-old Miriam Sintron and her neighbors live in a state of fear. They claim large gangs of young teens have been terrorizing their apartment building in the Bronx all summer. And it's getting worse. They came at us. They beat us. They broke that, that stick from that tree there to beat us with the wood. We don't have nobody. Miriam says they broke the pole from the tree well and turned it into a weapon Saturday night as she fell victim to their violence. They were kicking me in my side. They were kicking me on this side. It was punching me in my back trying to get my face, but I covered. 63-year-old Nydia Carrero says a group of young girls the same night slammed her to the sidewalk, dragged her, and pummeled her after she refused them entry into her building. They wanted to hang out in the hallway and smoke pot and, and mess up the building. They go in there with bikes in there half the time. This is 1294 and 1295 East 169th Street in the Morrisania section of the Bronx. Most of the tenants here are elderly. They tell me they are being swarmed, beaten, and robbed by ruthless teens who have turned their apartment building into an oasis of lawlessness and who apparently count on their youth to spare them. As the adolescents escalate the violence night after night, residents are left bruised and traumatized. It's a shame. And they are telling us they're going to come back and burn the building now. It's ridiculous. Many tenants have lived here for decades and they take care of each other. But they concede they are no match for this nightmare, which has claimed their peace. So uh, this story that you just heard in the next story, uh, this is about authority, uh, respecting authority. Um, whenever you hear in the news or see on, online, um, whenever you hear about the elders being disrespected, they're being subjected to violence at the hands of the youth, this is a bad thing. This is not the direction that this country wanna, wants to head in where the youth don't respect the adults. They don't respect the authority figures. People who are put in position of authority, they feel like they should not respect. When I was growing up, you you respected your elders. Now that's no longer a thing. So here's a story in New York where you have elders in a apartment in a apartment building who were subjected to violence, extreme violence at the hands of the youth because these children feel like they should be able to do what they want to do and not respect anyone. If this, if this is happening in New York, even where I live in, in Texas, L.A., everywhere, what does that say about the future of this country as far as lawlessness and, and where it's going? From teachers to firefighters to police, um, you name it. People who are in a position of authority 
they have to also do a better job in being an example and being a better representation of what the youth need and as far as what they see. What do you see in how the older people um, behave? That's what they'll respect. So they're seeing this happen in their own households around them. These adults acting in a, a way that's not showing them that they should respect them. Right? So something has to happen to where it shifts this away from what we're seeing now. So this country has a better future for as the youth and how they see the authority figures. So, for example, for the past few years, BLM has been seen as an organization that's anti-police. From protesting against the police, police brutality, etc. This has caused a drift between normal citizens and police officers. So people are seeing police as people that they don't like and should not respect because of what they see on social media so much. Cops killing black people. This is what this is what we believe, that we should not respect them. They are not the authority. But if we don't want them to be the authority, how do you protect your community? How do you uh, protect and keep these older people safe if this is the outcome? What what do you do? So it's a, a lot of questions that you can ask whenever you uh, whenever you look at this story, and you hear about it and read it. It's questions that are being asked. What's going on with the youth? Is it at home? Is it the things that they're seeing in the streets? Is it on online? What is it? Something has to uh, has to be done to resolve this issue. So the future is better for the youth. So we're not seeing these stories pop up of how the youth don't respect authority figures. Because if they don't respect the adults, that means that they don't respect nobody and don't feel like they have to. And something has to be done. If not, they're going to be locked up, dead. And you, and you know the outcome. What's going to happen if the youth don't respect authority. It's our fault because people don't give um, useful information. They're allowing these kids to be raised by cell phones and everything else, but not be raised in a normal household and, and have the support of the community, have people support them. That's also another issue. But you do not want to see these stories keep popping up of how the youth is doing this. They're engaging in, in very risky and bad behavior. They're, uh, they're becoming more violent. You don't want to see these stories pop up. It's bad for this nation. You want these kids to be able to respect authority, not fear, fear authority, but respect it enough to where I don't want to get in trouble for doing this. So I won't do it because I respect authority. And there, you know, therefore you stay out of trouble. But, you know, when I read this story and I saw it in the news, it's a bad sign, y'all. It's a, a real bad sign that 
the youth don't respect authority figures anymore. And something has to be done to fix this issue. I see the Ohio time, I'm not sure if y'all from here or not, but you can't be inside the park in the city of Atlanta between hours 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. Atlanta police have released body camera footage linked to a viral video being shared on TikTok and Instagram alleging excessive force. Good evening. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Russ Spencer. I'm Courtney Bryant. The video shows an APD officer arresting a woman for being in a park after hours. Some say the video shows excessive police use of force. Fox Size Alex Whitler has been scouring through both versions of this video. Joins us now for the live desk with details on what they show. Alex. Yeah, Courtney and Russ, this is one of those situations in which we know many of you are going to have some opinions about this. Some people say it seems like excessive force. Others say the officers did the right thing. Take a look. This is the viral moment that has infuriated people across the country. In it, a woman says she's resisting arrest because an Atlanta police officer would not tell her why she was being arrested after the officer did not give her his badge number and full name. The hour-long body camera video from Atlanta police shows a different side of the story. Sir, you don't have, sir, you do not have to tell her like that. A man and a woman are ticketed around 11.50 Monday night for being in Shady Valley Park after it closed at 11. You can hear the man reluctantly sign the ticket first. About a minute later, the woman starts to ask for the officer's information, which he provides. And what's your badge number? 7452. Yeah. What's your name? Officer Brooks. What's your first name? I'm not, I'm not going to give you my first name. She asks again. And I don't have to sign this, right? You do have to sign it. No, I don't. Okay. Well, like I explained to him, if you don't sign it, then you're going to be physically taken to jail. Gotcha. So you refuse to sign? What's your name? Brooks, and here she asks a third time. What's the badge number? I gave it to you two times. Yeah. Okay, I'm asking again. And I'm not giving it to you. Okay. Are you going to sign it? No, because I want your badge number. Seconds later, the officer explains he's going to arrest the woman and asks her to put her hands behind her back. I asked you to sign the ticket. You told me you're not signing it. Sir, put your hands I, I'm asking back. you a question. Okay. I'm letting you know. I'm not going to ask you again. I'm going to forcibly put your hands behind your back. But, sir. Mr. Brooks, is this really necessary? The video appears to show the woman refusing to put her hands behind her back. Put your hands behind your back. I'm not saying that I'm refusing to sign the ticket. I'm going to sign the ticket. You don't have options. The officer and the woman struggle for several minutes. The woman continues to ask why she's being arrested as the officer continues to ask her to put her hands behind her back. Put your hands behind your back. You tell me why I'm being arrested. I have the right. I have the right to know. Oh, my God. Put your hands behind your back. After six minutes, the officers take the woman into custody. Atlanta police released a statement. It reads in part, quote, signing the ticket is not an admission of guilt. Refusing to sign a citation is considered reasonable cause to believe the individual will not appear in court or pay the fine, and the officer may then physically arrest that individual. An officer is not required to read someone their Miranda rights prior to arresting them. And it goes on to say, if an officer explains you will be taken to jail for something and you choose to push the officer to that limit, you will end up in jail.
Atlanta police say the officer was already in the area. It was part of an effort to step up patrols after two homicides at city parks in the last eight days. We have posted the social media clip, full body camera video, and APD's statement on our website, fox5atlanta.com. Alex Whitler. So uh, that story went viral. Um, in that story, it was a couple. I'm, I'm assuming that they were a couple. It was a black man and his wife his girlfriend whatever um she was also black um and they were at a park after dark now in that news segment you heard uh the reporter say that it was a curfew in place now this was due to two homicides in eight days and that was a reason why so they're taking measurements to make sure that people are protected and safe don't go here after dark because in this area it's been two homicides if you have watched the news in atlanta and like most other major big cities the issue has been crime has gone up in the video the cop pulls up um he asked for the idea of, of the of the male first and then the woman, at first, she kind of paused for a second. She kind of hesitated. And at first, she didn't want to do it. The officer takes the uh, ID from the black male, and then he proceeds to write him a ticket. And he tells him, well, the uh, black male asks him, what happens if I don't sign it? And he tells him, you could go to jail. No, you're going to go to, to a jail if you don't sign the citation. And then the woman walks over and he gives her the exact same citation. Two tickets, one for you, one for her. And she didn't want to sign it. From the moment the cop got there, the woman, you can look in the video and tell she was bothered by him being there. Now, this is a black officer. These are two other black people. It should not be a, a issue. Everything goes back to respecting the authority. If the adults don't respect authority, how do you expect the youth to respect authority when you don't do it, right? So in the video, this woman makes something that's very small into a major issue, a fucking citation at a park. All you got to do is sign the citation and you can be on your way home. It's not a big deal. They didn't know that it, it had been two homicides in that area and it would not be safe for them to be there after dark. It was not going to be safe. So the officer was doing them a favor. Now, the end result was two tickets, citations, but oh well. It's better, it's better to, to get two tickets than to end up being murdered or killed. All because you're at this park after dark. The woman got upset and refused to sign the ticket. At that point, the officer got frustrated. And then he said, you know what? You're going to jail because you don't want to sign the fucking ticket. And then she changed her mind and began to fight with the officer. Now, this video went viral and people began to protest on her behalf as if the officer used... As if his behavior was not correct. She was in the wrong. The officer was also in the wrong somewhat. But 
her behavior changed the entire outcome. If she had to behave differently, then the outcome would have been better for her. And she would have never been arrested and taken to jail for a citation. So everything goes back to us as adults. Do we respect authority or do we reject authority? In this case, she completely did not respect authority. She, she in, in her mind, is better to reject authority than comply with the officer and just sign the ticket and just go, and just go on your way. You have no idea that in this area, it's, it's been two homicides. Scratch that. And on top of that, the boyfriend is kind is kind of a shame that he just step in and tell his woman, like, yo, just be quiet. Sign the ticket so we can go. It's not a big deal. But you would rather escalate this and make it bigger than what it is. And she didn't have to do that. So that shows you just the lack of respect that she had for authority. For this cop, he was just doing his job by removing them from the park because they were not supposed to be there due to safety concerns. To protect them from harm. And her emotions got in the way. She got upset. And everything points back to her lack of authority, uh, her lack of respect for authority. It didn't have to go that route, but it did. And people were upset about this story and they, they felt the cop was wrong. I felt that it's her fault. If she had behaved differently, if she had showed more respect for that cop for him trying to do his job, things would have been better for her. A better outcome. This would have, would have never went viral. She's on the tape screaming and hollering for nothing. So how can we ask the youth to respect authority? And you see this story pop up in the, in the news how this woman did not respect authority. Scratch how you feel about cops. That don't matter. Do you have enough sense to have a conversation and act like a fucking adult versus a child or a teenager? Can you at least do that? And she didn't do it. She would rather try to get her way and try to prove a point how the cop is, you know, being racist or profiling, which I don't, I don't understand. In, in this case, it been a black cop. I don't get that part. But how could you take it there when he was just trying to do his job and remove you from this area that's dangerous? So we have to do a better job as black people and showing that we respect authority and that we don't reject it because what we give off, that's how the youth takes it. The youth see us and say, you know what? They don't respect authority, so why should I respect authority? They don't do it. We have to be a better example and a better representation and do things the right way. And not try to fight and get out of a citation because you're at a park after dark. The mothers, the mothers, okay, at my school, 
at my specific school, meaning the one that I am an actual teacher at, some of those mothers are legit my biggest, biggest, I mean biggest supporters, like biggest supporters. You understand me? I got to say this again. The mothers from the county and community for the school that I work for are some of my biggest supporters, okay? So the voice you heard, uh, her name is Toy Box Doll. That's her Instagram page. Um, she is beautiful. Drop dead gorgeous woman. Um, she was in the news. It went viral. So it was a story about, about how parents demanded that she be fired from her, from her job as a teacher because she's too curvy. This is what the article said, that parents demand that she be fired from her job as a teacher because she's too curvy. But she did a live video, I think it was Thursday or Friday, where she revealed that it was not the parents at the school that wanted her fired. They actually support her. A lot. So the women from the community, from the county she lives in, support her. Come to find out, it's people online. It's trolls. So you got men and women online. I'm guessing mostly women. Uh, they go. They went to her Instagram page. They saw that she was a teacher. She, she's super sexy. And they began to leave comments and DM her and and spread negative information about this woman who did nothing to no one. She's a teacher. All they did was saw her photos online and jump to a, a conclusion that she's too sexy. And this went viral. So it, it was not the parents at the school. So the information was kind of misleading, but once you kind of waited and uh, looked for the, um, the right information, the truth came out. And this is the thing that I wanted to discuss is are people, everyday average people, are we becoming too accessible to people online? The things we post about our lives, our jobs, you know, places we might go to, just things that we share with the world. Um, are we becoming too accessible to people that we don't know? And I believe the truth is yes. Because how does this woman become a target out of nowhere? A target for online trolls, people online that saw her photos and said she looks too curvy. She should not be wearing that dress, those pants. She just looks too beautiful. Her body is almost perfect. And people saw her photos and began to spread negative information about this woman who did nothing to no one. She knows no one. It's just people that are going on her page and looking. They're, they're sneak watching, I say. And I believe, man, that everyday average people, um, I think that we're becoming too accessible to, to people that we don't know. I, for one, I don't really have conversations on, online with people that I don't know. You know, I would have to either work with you or, you know, we've been friends or high school classmates or I've met you before. 
that's the only way that I will uh, allow someone to come on my page and leave comments or likes. That's it. That's it. Um, It used to be to where we were sociable among the area we lived in, where we, where we went to. Now with social media, we have the opportunity to be social with everyone, even people we don't know around the U.S., around the world. You don't know these people personally, but since you have a TikTok page or Instagram page, you open your life, your world, to other people's world and they in their life, and they have the chance, the opportunity to go in and leave comments and spread information about you that's not true. And I just believe that, man, it's everyday average people, man, we're becoming too accessible to people that we don't know. And it can ruin your job, your marriage, your friendship, you name it. In this case, people were trying to ruin her at her job. Trying to take her job from her because of how you feel your opinion about how she looks. That's wrong. And this is where you have to draw the line with social media. Is that you should not be allowed to just go on someone else's page because you don't like what you see. And then you begin to spread rumors about them. And you begin to spread negative information about that person that's not true. That's wrong. And that's where social media can be used for evil. Is simply people are sneak watching. They're going on people's pages and they're going through their photos and videos and they're thinking to themselves, I don't like this person for whatever reason. I'm going to make their life a living hell and try to ruin their life. You know, just take away their ability to, to uh, make money. That's wrong. And again, I, I just believe that we become too accessible to people online that we don't know. So, well, this episode is titled A Nice Boy Revenge Syndrome. And the reason why I came up with that title is I've been seeing lately on online, mostly on YouTube, a bunch of black men cry and complain about modern women. Now, really, uh, what these guys are doing, they're doing their spinoff from Kevin Samuels. So they're picking up where he left off. But they're saying the wrong things. Now, you know, they all have their followings and and things they say, you know, their gimmicks, whatever, but it's average guys. It's your everyday average guy complaining about how dating in America is terrible now. And I just believe it's just Men do not know how to be sociable. We don't know how to go out and and be sociable, go to places, um, and just meet people. Now it's about dating and the uh, and just how bad American women are. And you see the exact same thing for women. Women are also complaining about men. So how do we resolve this issue to where? We keep men from trying to run to YouTube and complain about women. There's nothing you can change about it. If you can't control it and and you can't change it, 
why complain about it? Just go out and give more effort, try harder. In my opinion, this also, I think men are just not as masculine as my uncles was. My grandfather, my dad, you know, these were masculine men. These were men that worked, they took care of their families, and they didn't worry about social media. They didn't worry about entertainment. That's why older folks had more self-control, more discipline, because they didn't have to worry about what we have to worry about now. They didn't have to deal with entertainment. They didn't have to, you know, look at Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, and all that shit. They didn't have that then. We do now. So what's happening is it's consuming a lot of our time. Our time that could be spent doing something else. Now you got men online complaining, crying about women. Men didn't do this shit before. It needs to go back to where it used to be. If men talked about the old lady, how they wife would act and write, they, they, they girlfriend, they went to, to a bar, had a beer, they hung out, the barbershop. They were among the boys, the men. They spoke to men about issues. They didn't run to YouTube to, to tell the entire world how they feel about women. I've been seeing a lot of men talk about getting a passport and they're going to go overseas and go elsewhere to date a woman from, from a foreign country. I, for one, I would never do that. For, for one, as a black man in America, every single black man should own a gun, at, at least a, a, a pistol or a shotgun. And you should know how to defend yourself. Why would you go to a country that you have never been before and you're okay with dating women from that country and we're putting all this shit on YouTube, right? So we seen what happened to Brittany Griner, right? So why are so many black men putting themselves on YouTube and they're talking about traveling to this country, that country and, and meeting women? You're opening yourself up to being either robbed or killed, in my opinion, if I can't go somewhere and I can't protect myself, I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. So I don't get where, where well, uh, why so many black men are revealing on YouTube their agenda and what they want to do. I don't get it. You're just opening yourself up for things that that you cannot control. And it's causing issues, is it's causing problems to where so many men are going on YouTube now. And they're complaining about how bad the women are over here in America. And they're not even talking about how how can we fix this issue? What's the solution? No, just blame the woman. Blame the woman. It's it's her fault, but what's the solution to the problem to where you can date women from here? I I believe this, man. Everything boils down to 
you don't want to date girls here in America because you know for a fact that these girls don't like you like that. See, a, a woman will listen to a man she likes. We got so many of these guys who are trying to fake being nice. They're these, these nice boys, these nice guys, who, who are not used to being social. You know, asking women out, approaching women, and then accepting rejection if she's told if he's told no. I for one in my life, I I have never had not one woman reject me in, in a way that was embarrassing. That never happened to me. And then if it did happen, I'm not going to go on YouTube and tell my fucking story about it. Why? The whole world does not need to need to know that. But all we're seeing now is a bunch of men complain about women. So this whole nice boy revenge syndrome. I mean, I'm I'm seeing a lot of weird shit. For example, um, I seen a video of a guy. He flew a girl out. And then when she got there, the guy got mad because the girl didn't put out. So the woman didn't want to give him sex. It's because she didn't like you like that. The first thing you did was showed her your money. You had money that you that you were willing to spend your money on her just to be just to have time with her. You're a gump, a simp. You're, you're showing out what you have to get this woman's attention because you have nothing else. And then you get mad when you fly the girl out, you take her to dinner, you spend your money on her, and she says, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not trying to, try to uh, let you smash me. And then you get mad. It's because the girl don't like you like that. You're better off. Yeah, if you're going to spend money like that, you're, you're better off asking her up front, look, if I buy you this, I fly you out, I do all these things for you, are you going to at least let me smash? That's what a real man would do. No, what we have is a bunch of guys trying to play nice, trying to be nice to women. Just be you, be yourself. Because like I said, man, if that woman likes you, she will she, she will have no problem being able to listen to what you have to say. And be and being able to follow you. No problem. But now we got a bunch of men on YouTube crying and complaining about modern women. And about how they're gonna get a passport, go go overseas and date. Fuck. American women, they're they ain't shit, they trash, versus these men saying, you know what? What's the solution to the problem? How can we fix this? And I guarantee you, if you take that approach, the vibration and the you know things things would change. You you would begin to attract the women that, that you want to attract based on your attitude, based on how you think. But if you're saying, look, I'm going overseas because I just believe the girls overseas are better. Okay, then. 
that's what you're going to attract. Every single girl that you that you come across in America ain't going to be shit because that's because that's how you view American women. And not every single girl is the exact same. They're not. But it's just this belief now from so many men online and they're complaining about this shit. Just how bad women here are versus them working to try to have some solution to the problem. First complained about it. Fix it. Like work to fix it. And that's not what we're seeing. So that's what we're seeing this 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 um attraction of okay, if I believe that the the women here aren't shit, then that's what I'm going to attract. The same thing for women. If women here in America believe well, the men here ain't shit. Well, that's what you're going to attract because that's what you think about. That's what you believe. Law of attraction. It's real. So that's just my thoughts on that, man. This whole nice boy revenge syndrome is bad. You're a man. Act like it. You don't have to spend money to show this girl you like her. If that's what she wants from you, then you... Don't talk to her. Go to a different girl. But don't complain about it. Don't sit there and fly the girl out, spend money on her. And then when she decides to tell you that she's not giving it up and then you get mad, that's your fault. Because you were not upfront with your intentions. You played that whole nice guy role and shit and got burned. That's your fault. You should, you should have told her from the jump, look, if I do this for you, are you going to let me smash? And I I guarantee you this, that that woman were, would respect you a lot more if you went that route. But we got this whole nice boy revenge syndrome going on. Once again, thank you for being able to tune in and listen to my podcast, No One Watches Regular News, hosted by me, Kerry Bogar. Stay tuned for the next episode.